Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Taking on the Titans, standing up for the little guy. It's The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Laurie Hahn had a gig that uh, so many people would love to have, at least on their uh, on their resume, you know, fighter pilot. Fighter pilot. Laurie Hahn uh, was a former RCAF fighter pilot and a member of parliament for the Conservative Party in the uh, during the tenure of Stephen Harper. Um, Laurie Hahn is speaking out about the Trudeau government's decision to purchase the Super Hornet fighter, and uh, he considers it a waste of money on a plane that is not suited to the mission of defending Canada, not as suited as the F-35 would be. And uh, Laurie Holland found himself, because he's criticizing, which is his right, freedom of expression. Remember, we talked about it not so long ago. He was removed as an honorary colonel within the Air Force, and uh, Laurie Holland joins us from Alberta. Laurie, it's been a while since we've spoken. Good to talk to you again. You bet, Roy. It must be nice to have that fighter pilot resume thing yeah. Uh, it's the best job I'll ever have. Isn't it? I mean, I can't imagine, but, you know, if you're, you want a table at a restaurant, fighter pilot, boom, <laughs> which one do you want? What's the biggest blunder associated with the noted international jet fighter expert, Justin Trudeau's decision to purchase the F-18 Super Hornets as opposed to the F-35? Well, he's about as unexpert as you can get. And, Roy, everything that has happened or will happen goes back to his comments during the election campaign that we, we will never buy F-35 because it's too expensive and doesn't work. He's wrong on both counts, and as time goes by, he's being shown to be more and more wrong. It's all politics. It flies in the face of what's good for the RCAF, for our sovereignty and security, for Canadian industry, for our allies, and for taxpayers. It's just wrong, and I couldn't remain silent and by that silence imply uh, complicity, because I can't be complicit in something that's so wrong on so many levels. In layman's terminology, what's the responsibility? What's the, what's the mission for fighter planes that are patrolling Canadian skies, and how is the Super Hornet not suited for that particular mission, and how does the F-35 meet the requirements? Well, first and foremost, I mean, the, the Hornet and the Super Hornet are great, great airplanes in their, in their roles and in their time. We're buying an airplane not for the next 20 years, but for the next probably 40 years or more. Now, the, the role of the, the fighter in, in Canada in terms of sovereignty is, is in NORAD, North American Air Defense, and uh, it involves intercepting uh, mostly, obviously, in peacetime civilian airliners or airplanes that are lost or airplanes that are not responsive. You know, in wartime, if the Russians were to, to launch an attack on North America, they would be you know, the, first, the first line of, of defense. And we need airplanes that are compatible. The Americans are flying F-22 uh, F-22s in, in NORAD in the north now. They will be flying F-35s in the north. We need to be compatible with that. Uh, the Super Hornet is is not. Uh, some of the systems that Super Hornet has uh, in terms of communication, I don't mean voice communication, but some of these um, more secret systems that talk to each other are not compatible with F-35 and F-22. So, I mean, that's a big stumbling block right there. Uh, Super Hornet does not have, as our own Hornets, do not have the kinematic capability meaning the power to get up. Uh, airliners are flying in the 40,000, you know, above 40,000 feet now. Our airplanes, uh, Super Hornet as well, don't have the kinematic capability to get up there with all the stuff you have to hang on the airplane. 
fuel tanks and missiles and and, uh, and sensors and so on uh, to get up there and do that intercept. Now they can they can probably get up there in afterburner, uh, but they won't last very long. Or they can certainly, if you know, push comes to shove, they can fire a missile, which can certainly get up there. But that's not what they do on a day-to-day basis. F-35 and F-22 can do that. Uh, what about people who have talked about, and I've heard this mentioned, about a combination of the Super Hornet and the F-35? Roy, we can't afford a mixed fleet. You know, we went through that when we bought the F-18, and I was part of that program. Uh, and that was for an overall fleet of about 140 airplanes. We're talking an overall fleet of, of around 65. The duplication of everything is simply unaffordable, which is another reason why buying the Super Hornet now, 18 of them, we can't operate the mixed fleet of Super Hornet and our CF-18s because they are very different airplanes. Super Hornet's 25% bigger. It's got different engines, different radar, different mission computers, other systems. We don't have the technicians and pilots to manage what we do now. We simply cannot do it with the mixed fleet. So looking down the road uh, to operate, to suggest we operate a mixed fleet of, of Super Hornet and F-35 just won't work. We just don't have the numbers to make it happen. Did you also not suggest that Canada could purchase fighter aircraft that are being sold by a government in the Middle East? Absolutely. Kuwait uh, has F-18 C and D model airplanes. And they've got 27 of them available for $330 million. That's $12 million and change a, co- a copy. Those airplanes are virtually identical to ours. If there's a capability gap, and the, the government said, well, there's this capability gap, and we just have to fill it, they lied. There is no capability gap. They fudged that to come up with that as political cover for the prime minister's ill-advised statements during the campaign. Even if there was, we can fill it with, with 27 airplanes from, from Kuwait, which are identical to ours, for $330 million. The other alternative uh, is we could modify our complete fleet of 76 uh, CF-18s to Super Hornet systems status for about 20% of what it will cost us to buy 18 dissimilar Super Hornets. The numbers just don't add up. So you could take the uh, the, the avionics or the electronics and the super secret stuff, the communications gear, from a Super Hornet and put it on the uh, CF-18s that we, we have now. Modif- we, we can modify some of the CF-18 okay. systems. Are the airframes of the CF-18s uh, capable of staying uh, active much longer? Uh, absolutely. we still got about... And each airplane individually is, is different. We've still got about 20% of the fatigue life left on the airplane. So we can easily take the airplanes out to, to 2025. Beyond that, would take some more work. But if we did a competition now, we don't have to wait five years. That's completely rubbish. You can start a competition now. They're kicking that down the road to pass the next election for obvious, obvious political reasons. If we did a competition now, we can get, uh, super, uh, sorry, we can get F-35s probably just about as quickly as we can get Super Hornet. Certainly by, by 2020, we could be starting to operate the F-35, which gives lots of time to transition away from the CF-18 and onto the new airplane. Uh, one of the arguments that I've heard as well is that a two-engine fighter plane is required over Canada, not a single like the F-35. No, you know, that's, that's a, an old argument that has been rendered moot by a lot of things. I mean, the U.S. Air Force has been flying F-16, single engine, uh, over the Arctic for, for years. Uh, the U.S. Air Force is going to fly F-35s up there, the Danes, Norwegians, and Brits. Uh, we'll be flying uh, F-35 in the Arctic. Uh, Americans have been flying single-seat, or sorry, single-engine fighters off of uh, carriers a million miles from nowhere for for a long time. Engine technology has advanced massively since uh, since that time. And even if you take contemporaries like the F-16 single-engine and F-18 twin-engine, the F-16 has a better overall safety record than the F-18. So, you know, it's something that sounds kind of logical, but when you really look at history and and technology. 
it's really not a, a, a big concern. Talk about single and d- dual engines. It reminds me of an interview that was done by a BBC reporter. He was standing at the uh, bottom of the ladder. A technician was servicing a fighter plane, and the BBC reporter, with a very self-important tone, said, Tell me, young man, is this airplane capable of flying on one engine? And the tech turned around and said... <laughs> It bloody well better, mate. It's only got one. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, Laurie, what about the, you know, the conservative government was in place for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Why didn't uh, the conservative government take care of this? Awfully good question. And uh, it's one that I uh, challenged ourselves on and, and others did as well. And we could have bought uh, four, we could have gotten four F-35s from the United States Air Force line and in late 14, early early 15, and I urged the PM and others and others urged them to, to do that, and we frankly didn't have the political courage to pull the trigger because it was a controversial uh, issue. And my argument at that time was we know, because we, we had done a study, there's, a, there's an opposite analysis that looks at all the contenders. That has been suppressed by the government because they don't want people to see how good the F-35 is compared to everything else. I said, you know, it, we can get some maple leaves on the sides of airplanes, we can be in the program, and we can not risk doing what the prime minister current prime minister has just done but like i say we we didn't have the political courage to do that and i'm you know i'm really i'm really sorry for that well i can hardly wait for mr trudeau's contribution to um to uh, restocking the navy oh good lord you know that's that's i mean our our procurement system is totally broken yeah uh, and and that's that's not just uh, justin trudeau's fault i mean it's our fault it was our government's it fault it's their fault yeah. somebody needs to fix that now, what's uh, in the time we have left? What's uh, with you being uh, having your honorary um, uh, colonel's commission uh, removed by? Was it the military or was it the government or a combination of the no, two? No, no, it was the military. But I mean, if it went to government, obviously they would they would do that too. And and you know, I mean, that's understandable. I mean, there's been a lot of outrages expressed on on my behalf, and I I appreciate the sentiment. But you know, it's their game and their rules, and so I don't have any qualms. I mean, I sent the commander of the air force and the CDS, a very long, detailed email outlining my concerns. And I'd spoken to both of them about it at length over the past couple of years, so they know exactly where I'm, where I'm coming from. But when you put pen to paper like that, you expose yourself. And, uh, you know, uh, I probably didn't leave them much much option, so I'm not upset about that. And I don't want people to be upset about me losing that position. It's not about that. It's about the things I was upset about. It's about $7 billion being frittered away uh, for, for no good reason, and, and to do something that will... Roy, this will frankly kill the fighter force in Canada. It's going to take a few years, but you know, we're losing pilots at a rate we can't regenerate now, let alone hiving some off to go off and take super training. It That's just scary. doesn't add up. This government is is so politically tied to the prime minister's statements. It is killing the, uh, the fighter force. It's robbing taxpayers of $7 yeah. billion. Dollars. It's letting down our allies. It's letting yeah. down our own sovereignty and security. It's just wrong. Laurie, thank you for the time. I'm sure he'll do a great job predicting the Oscars, though. Okay. Um, thanks, a, thanks, Roy. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> thanks for the service to Canada, Laurie. My pleasure. We'll Cheers. come back. Thanks. Bye-bye.